Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. The Hammer Nigel Show. Hammer right over there. My name is Nigel. Go to the hotline and bring on Tony Kennett, investigative reporter for The Daily Signal, soon to have his own show right here. Uh, nightly on 93 WIBC. Uh, did I do I have this right? You're calling from the swamp today. That's right. I'm calling from uh, the homeless camps outside Union Station. That could be Indianapolis too, because <laughs> everything you just said oh, yeah. also goes into Indianapolis, Tony. <laughs> well, so what are you doing? Building bridges. Uh, I am here covering uh, the very first alternative to the Pulitzer Prize, the Dow uh, Award is uh, being given by the uh, National Journalistic Center for the Young Americas Foundation. And uh, some of the awards up tonight for some of these great investigative pieces over the last year um, desperately needed an alternative for the Pulitzer and its garbage that it's been throwing upon the world. And uh, really excited to see kind of who gets the Dow Award tonight and where we go in uh, decent journalism from here. Are you up for uh, anything? No, no, no. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm there to cover okay. it. I'm far too young, and uh, the, the quality of work that is up tonight far surpasses my own. These include the Twitter Files team, uh, which obviously revealed the corruption and the censorship during COVID-19 hmm. uh, between the federal government and, and institutions like Twitter, and then, of course, the New York Times. Um, investigations regarding uh, the New York Times hit piece uh, against Jewish schools, uh, so a lot of different things and, and really important pieces of work up for consideration tonight. Uh, really looking forward to seeing kind of how we start taking the media back from the left. Should be good. Let me uh, start. You mentioned Jewish schools. It's it's stunning to me to see all this anti-Semitism prevalent throughout the whole world, especially after it was Israel that was, uh, you know, 1,400 innocent victims slaughtered brutally. Um, I saw the story you wrote at the Daily Signal about, the California school district where they forced Jewish students to remain silent after they were targets of uh, anti-Semitic harassment. Let's let's dig into that. What happened? So uh, I can kind of reveal even a little bit more information that we're finding out. It looks like the superintendent of this school signed a special release for the uh, student who committed the harassment uh, to come to this district because the superintendent is allegedly very close with the student's parents, who was a very vicious anti-Semite, really horrible person. And the student <laughs> approached four 11-year-old Jewish students and said, all Jews should die. Now, that doesn't sound just like anti-Zionism or like a political protest to me. All Jews should die sounds pretty anti-Semitic, you know, one, one would think. And threatening. And, yeah, very frightening, horrible, given a lot of the attacks that are going on, you know, not just uh, in Israel, but also uh, here in the United States, you know, in, in just a few miles from that school where a Jewish individual was kind of surrounded and beaten up as the the, the flag of Israel was being torn to shreds. So... The students obviously complained to the staff, you know, filed a complaint, and the staff of the school made them uh, sign what's called a no-contact contract, uh, better known as a gag order, which basically prohibits these students from talking to anyone about the situation. So 
You're not allowed to tell anybody, your parents, media, other students, teachers. You have to sign this gag order, which it's not entirely legal to force an 11-year-old to sign a contract. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I now, don't get it. That's in California. Let's take it to the other coast here. You've got the NYPD saying those Hamas protesters that were basically going after the Jewish students, um, they were not a threat, according to the NYPD. Like, holding up the Jewish students, threatening them. Is that the one where they were in the lunchroom? They had to lock themselves in the in one of the rooms there at the, the university? And the NYPD, yeah, so- Tony, says this is not a threat. <laughs> Right. Cooper Union. It's a visual arts college in New York City. Students had to lock themselves in a library and the the doors were shut and locked. And these pro-Hamas protesters, and again, why am I saying pro-Hamas instead of pro-Palestine? Because they are chanting the official slogans of Hamas very openly and overtly, and they are beating on the doors trying to gain entry. And you know how we know this? We have videos of the Hamas protesters banging on the doors of the library. They had to smuggle the Jewish students out via the tunnels. They actually asked these Jewish students if they wanted to hide in the attic. Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's insane. And yet when we asked Cooper Union for information about the attack, when we asked Manhattan Beach in California about this harassment, they always hit us with the same thing. Well, we can't tell you anything because that would violate FERPA, the Family Education Rights and Privacy Act, which is not even how that law works. So we saw this with South Madison in Pendleton when there's a sexual assault case or whether there's a case of um, someone's rights being violated. Schools will not tell you anything. They'll just hold up this federal law. And they use that to keep themselves clear of any accountability because they don't want you knowing that they suck at their jobs. It's funny you see these universities that have these policies of, uh, you know, microaggression standards in place and are now have they've completely flip flopped allowing students to go around to rip down you know pictures of missing Israelis and then, you know, these pro Hamas protests and de- demonstrations. It's really kind of flipped on its head, hasn't it? It has. And that's really what's weird here. Like, take George Mason University, uh, for instance, which, again, has all of these microaggression policies. It's actually what I'm writing about today. Uh, So good timing, Nige. Um, Mm -hmm. There's this interesting policy they have on campus, which is that they expect staff and students to intervene when they consider a microaggression taking place, which means something that's not illegal, but it still really offends you. Like and you, like you use the wrong pronoun or something like that, right? <laughs> right. And also like anything that could be vaguely considered a dog whistle for a racial offense. And so you have this student who is on video tearing down posters of Jewish not not like any kind of, hey, go Israel in the war kind of a poster, but just please pray for these children that they're released. These are Jewish children that are in the custody of Hamas. These are babies. So that's what the poster says. And there's the student tearing those posters down, which one might consider at least a microaggression. But according to Virginia law, it is uh, destruction of property. And the school decided to criticize the person taking the video. They're saying that's doxing. Wait, but but just five seconds ago, George Mason was telling everyone that stopping microaggressions was a good thing. Double standards. <laughs> Tony Kennett with us, wow. uh, investigative reporter at the Daily Signal, and starting next week, nightly host here at ninety three WIBC. Tony, you're in Washington D.C. There are a lot 
of unqualified stooges in position of power in Washington, D.C. So a lot of people right. bad at their jobs, from Kamala to Corrine Jean-Pierre. To Joe Biden. To Joe Biden. <laughs> Where does Alejandro Mayorkas fall in the line of people who are just god-awful at their jobs? I have never seen a person go into so many congressional hearings and just kind of open his hands to the, the the individuals in the hearings and say, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You have someone who is literally responsible with the security of the state of the United States itself. This is someone who is in charge of basically coordinating the departments of the interior and the exterior and making sure that our country is safe for its citizens. And we have a time when Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, is on the record in the last few days saying we are at the greatest terror threat, perhaps, in the history of the United States. We have no idea how many Hamas uh, affiliated individuals, how many terrorists have flooded up through the southern border? Because again, Biden has this catch and release policy. Oh, you want to be in the United States? We'll just go on, partner. And that our own Mayorkas is supposed to literally have the fate of the security of the United States in his hands. He just—it's like it's an '80s sitcom. He's like, "Whoa, no, I, I don't know." It's like Barney <laughs> Fife at, at the at the podium. It's insanity, and we won't impeach him. Well, of course not, because of the Democrats uh, in Congress, in the in the Senate, in the House. Of course, he won't get impeached. Um, they but, love the uh, job he's doing. Uh, yeah, Let more people over. Which is incredible, because even Hillary Clinton, back in, in 2015 and 2016, is there's videotapes of her saying that Hamas is one of the greatest threats to Israel and the United States. And that the southern border, if there's anything the southern border should be filtering, and this is from the mouth of Hillary Clinton, that we should be looking out for people from Hamas to infiltrate the United States. This is, again, verbatim what came out of her mouth. And now the Democrats are suddenly rushing to defend individuals who are responsible for letting people that will cause, not might cause, will cause the slaughter of American women and children and God knows what else into the country because – it's xenophobic to suggest otherwise. My God. Tony, could you do me a favor and never, ever again use the phrase things coming out of Hillary's mouth? <laughs> Can you please just do us all a favor there? Because I got a cold chill when you said that. <laughs> you know, making you uncomfortable is just one of the great <laughs> joys in life. What are you working on at The Daily Signal? Well, I'm, I'm currently trying to figure out why uh, George Mason University is openly defending a student that violated the law. Uh, also covering... Again, the Dow Award tonight may be actually getting back to some decent journalism principles. And there is an autism uh, teacher in Indianapolis who works with students with autism that is calling for the death of a guy who shot a deer. So uh, we'll be taking a look at that (laughs) here in the next couple of weeks. Boy, there's a lot going on. Yeah. All right. Tony Kennett on Twitter at The Tonus. Tony, thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.